Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. The world gathers, of course, uh, for the United Nations uh, Summit on Biodiversity. It's called COP15. It's uh, being held in Montreal. Uh, And new research now shows that there is a clear national consensus. We are concerned about the environment. And, uh, well, the prime minister apparently is, too. He says that he is unequivocal when he says that Canada is going to meet its conservation targets. Full stop. That includes protecting 25% of land and marine areas by 2025 and 30% by 2030. Now, to hit the first goal, Canada has just three years to protect a bigger area than the province of Ontario. And marine and coastal territory? Nearly three times the size of the Gulf of St. Lawrence. But what exactly does that mean? Well, Trudeau says that while industrial activities such as logging and mining might not be allowed in all protected areas... They don't need to be banned as long as the activities fit with local conservation plans. Rob Westgate, the Canadian Press. So that debate rages and concerns, and it's happening in just about every community. And, and you know, we're concerned about well, the green belt here in Ontario and so many other things. But but how how do we pressure governments uh, to get the things done that need to be done? Uh, because when you look at some of the statistics here, uh, it's a daunting task, as Rob Westgate just mentioned in uh, in his story there for us. Uh, joining us to talk about this is Andrew Holland. An- Andrew is the uh, National Media Relations Director of the Nature Conservancy of Canada. Uh, and first of all, Andrew, pleasure to have you on the program. Thank you so much for the time today. Thanks for having me, Bill. Let me, for, right off bat, I want to talk to our listeners about a poll that was done that I know you've uh, had a chance to look at, too. It's by our good friends at Ipsos Public Affairs uh, for the Conservancy. Uh, 88% of the respondents believe all of society, people, government, businesses, and communities need to work together now to focus on biodiversity. Uh, are we doing that? Are governments listening to, to, to what we're trying to tell them? And, and is there some action plans here that, that are moving us in the right direction? In some cases, there are, certainly. Uh, as you mentioned, 88% said of people across the country, and in fact, people in Ontario that responded to the survey, uh, and the survey was 2,006 people online. The poll finished on November 28th. And, and it's interesting that out of the 783 Ontario residents that took part in the survey in 2006, Ontario was actually spot on with the national average that 88% of people said it just can't be left up to governments. Governments can't do it themselves. So it, it's going to need businesses and industries and you know, institutions like universities that own land type thing, individuals, indigenous communities, all working together to meet these targets to set aside lands for uh, for protection. Well, and, and you're right. I mean, it's going to take a team effort and there's so many different angles to that. But I guess the question a lot of us have, and, and it's pertinent, I guess, to the debate that's going on in Ontario right now with the Greenbelt, is uh, where do you set the guardrails and who sets the guardrails? I mean, there have to be some parameters here. And I know the prime minister said that there has to be some flexibility within that. And I, I guess there's some consensus on that. Uh, but, you know, sometimes the sometimes the, the, the most aggressive people that, that are ignoring the rules are the governments themselves. By, uh, they're the ones that can set planning ideas. They're the ones that can do a number of different things at all three levels. And I'm not so sure that they adhere to these guardrails all the time. It depends. Uh, you're quite right. Um the, the voicer you played from Rob Westgate a moment ago talked about financing and, and doing different things to, and, and Nature Conservancy of Canada is actually holding an international forum uh, panel tonight at COP15 on it. And what it, what it boils down to is when your listeners think of uh, nature, they think of a local green space or park or trail that they can go and walk their dog and enjoy. 
But there's other ways to do conservation. Uh, sometimes it's private land conservation like Nature Conservancy of Canada does through a nature reserve or conservation authorities throughout Ontario. But there's a new way of conservation that the Prime Minister was hinting at there. And it's something that's happening elsewhere around the world that isn't happening here yet. And it's essentially designating other lands that have natural benefits and putting them in the federal database or land registry. And it's under something called other effective area-based conservation measures. So this could be lands that are owned by a university, like for research and things like that, that's trees and a nice forest they have natural features it can be lands owned by a municipality or government and it's not for people to go walk their dog at but it's got natural benefits and features and it can be it's not harvested heavily or resource used for resource development maybe these lands can be set aside for conservation and counted towards the land base and, and getting to 25% of our lands and waters by 2025. That's what the prime minister was hinting at in that voicer. I, I'm looking at some of the numbers here from the poll though, and, and it's it's a little concerning, isn't it, Andrew? I mean, uh, one of the stats here that jumped out at me is uh, more than 70% of Canada's native grasslands have been converted to other land uses. Uh, Manitoba's lost about 90% of its grasslands. Saskatchewan's lost over 80%. Uh, that that seems to indicate that we're talking the talk, but not necessarily walking the walk. These lands have been converted, like you say, for roads, subdivisions, cultivation, for agriculture. We need to find a balance somehow. I mean, yes, we need to grow food. Absolutely. But it, it's uh, maybe being more strategic in land conservation to ensure that we're protecting the most important areas for wildlife and birds and plants. There was some good news at a COP15 yesterday, uh, late afternoon. You may have seen uh, the federal government announce $90 million in funding for uh, land conservation in the country. Uh, so the Nature Conservancy of Canada, that $90 million is getting $54 million of that to do our work in all 10 provinces. It has to be matched, but it's to set aside privately owned areas. So that was some good news yesterday that came out late in the day in Montreal. Ducks Unlimited is also receiving money along with other land trusts or, or conservation authorities. So that was a bit of good news yesterday in 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 uh, in. Montreal. So I have to acknowledge that, that that's something government is trying to do. But people are really concerned. The people are concerned about severe weather we're having. We're getting more storms and crazy winds and heavy rains and, and power outages. And people are seeing that, you know, protecting nature is a way to uh, curb some of the impacts of climate change that our communities are seeing. And there have to be defenders of of the, these policies and of of climate and and of these wetlands and these precious lands. Uh, to that point, though, uh, are you concerned, Andrew, about well some of the things, for instance, the Ford government's done here in Ontario, uh, basically declawing or taking out of the power away from conservation authorities? Uh, they, they were the guardians of an awful lot of this land. I, I live twenty feet away from the conservation lands here in the Ancaster area. I mean, I walk the dog in the morning, and there's deer and raccoons and everything running i love it i mean and and we love nature and we love to to be with nature but at the same time uh it's because of those organizations as you mentioned conservation authorities and, and like-minded and your agency at the same time uh that that protect and, and and defend those lands and say look at we need to do this 
You're right. There needs to be oversight, and those conservation authorities in that area do really important work. Uh, you know, and, and and they've gone out and gained public support and and social social acceptance in their communities for conservation over many years. And so they they've brought, they've got local buy-in from people, similar to what Nature Conservancy of Canada does. Yeah. We try to work in communities to make nature areas and and protected lands and, and nature reserves and this type of thing and I, I think that's one of the other things in the poll that jumped out at us uh bill is that many people 83 percent of people in ontario are worried that future generations won't have access to nature close to where they live and that's a that's a big takeaway because during the pandemic when we were spending a lot of time in and around our houses <laughs> The best things we could do is get out and get, go get some fresh air, go for a walk. And it was two yeah. local parks and green spaces and finding local waterfalls just to go and clear our heads and feel better, improve our moods. It's good for our physical and mental well-being, being outdoors and in nature. And so when you hear that 83% of people are concerned that we won't have access to it close to where we live, that's a, that's a rallying cry to protect more of nature where we live. Well, uh, here's hoping that uh, that this survey and the work you guys are doing at the Conservancy is going to continue and put this out on the front burner for it. Uh, Andrew, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for the time today. Really appreciate it. Thank you very much. And uh, to you and all your listeners, have a great day. You too. Andrew Holland is the uh, National Media Relations Director for the National Conservancy of Canada. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.